Blog Talk Radio. director of the fantastic documentary Speed is Expensive, the Philip Vincent and the Million Dollar Motorcycle documentary drops on the 22nd, or I'm sorry, the 26th. Mr. Lancaster, how are you? I'm very good. It's lovely to talk to you. I'm in London and it's beginning to be cold. No. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. We are in that part of the year here in South Florida where it rains every afternoon. I feel like I'm in London sometimes. It just never <laughs> stops, you know. Um, crazy, crazy. Hey, Dan, I wanted to ask you because I, I I'm a kind. I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, so I, I kind of grew up around car culture and whatnot, and machinery and, and what have you. Um, how did how did this documentary come to come about? Were you like always a motorcycle guy or and you said this needs to be made because i've never i didn't know that much about i i heard of the motorcycle course but i didn't know that much about the man behind the uh the vincent <clears throat> yeah i i am a, a motorcycle guy uh and i've been around vincent's all my life my my parents had one or my father rode one wow. most of his life uh and they they traveled to Europe on theirs in the 50s and early 60s, uh, before my brother and I were born. And um, so I'd, I'd known Vincent. So I'd, I knew the story about Philip Vincent, and he'd started off, you know, as a, as a wealthy, uh, mm-hmm. I, I would say upper-class background. You know, he went to Harrow, which is like Eton. Yeah. is oh, one of the best private schools. It. Yeah, and... Um, and in some ways, you know, I was for many years too close to the story. And, and I mm. worked as a journalist. Uh, and then I thought, there is a really good story here. I hooked up with a, uh, a wonderful friend of mine, Jerry Jenkinson, who's my co-producer. And we thought, let's try and get on tape as many people as we can whilst they're still with us who built the motorcycles, right. worked with Vincent. And that was the sort of embryonic start of the project. And then, you know, we've been working on it for well, seven or eight years. I'm not going to wow. count. Um, but every year or so, because Jerry was working as a lighting director in the theatre and I was by then teaching journalism. Uh, and so we did it in the downtime. But, you know, every six mm-hmm. months or 12 months, something something new would come into play Uh so we discovered this wealth of um, films that Vincent had taken himself, which I knew existed, but didn't know the extent of them. So we got those restored. Uh, and of course, most people had looked at them and said, oh, there's, there's not many motorbikes, but actually to tell the story of the man, they were great because you've got, as you, mm-hmm. you know, you've seen the film, you know, you've got Vincent at the airport, you've got Vincent getting on a boat, getting on a train, it, uh, and his his love life. Meeting uh, his wife. Yeah. So 
that was a that was a milestone. Um, then Jay Leno through our US producer James Salter, Jay said, "Yeah, come and have a chat, and we'll talk about Vincent." So we went to California, uh, and so that was another step. Wow. So it it just sort of grew and grew. I mean, obviously, it, these things don't grow on their own. You have to you have to push, um, right. and that's got us. I can to where only we are imagine. Now. It's it's an amazing yeah. story, and you know, I the interesting thing. I wanted to ask you now, as a uh, I'm not in the movie business. I'm a painter by trade. I paint pictures of people and stuff, but I've done all kinds of crazy stuff in my life. And I'm watching your your documentary, and I'm thinking to myself. One of the things I'm thinking to myself uh, that I wanted to ask you about is when you meet your heroes. Sometimes you find out. You know, you meet them warts and all, you know, and I don't think yeah. that you shied away from that in this documentary. Um, I, I don't think it was, you know, uh, looking down your nose or anything at anybody um, or, or how he was. But I mean, and the guy went through a lot, went through a lot. And, yeah. you know, it it's interesting because, you know, my father, my father was uh, always a, uh, he was a mechanical engineer, and he was always uh, self-employed, and, uh, well, he works in big companies, you know, GM and Ford and whatnot for a minute, but mostly was self-employed, and he used to tell me, he said, you know, you have to remember a guy named Sherman Bismarck, and I said, who is that? What did he do? And he goes, he made a lot of money, but no one's ever heard of him, and that's <laughs> what his life is. And, um, you know, when I was watching that and I watch, I'm sure you guys have it over there in the UK, the the antiques road show. I'm an old man now. And it's one of my favorite shows. And as a painter, I'll watch this because there's a little fantasy in the back of my mind, you know, in a hundred years, maybe uh, one of my paintings will be on the version of antiques, you know, a legacy. That's what Philip Vincent had. Yes. He died didn't have a bunch of money, you know, and, and one would think he would with what they're worth and, and, and everything and, and just, but he had a legacy and you presented this in a really cool way. I think that's incredible, you know, incredible. It, How it, does his family it, react to it? Were they, are they all cool? Uh, or are they wanting to run you out of town? What, very, what's going uh, on? No, they're, they're great, I, and I've known the family because uh, my right. father knew Philip Vincent a little, uh, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure whether I met Vincent. I think I might have done at some Vincent rally. Uh, but the family Amazing. have been brilliant because they've, you know, they've, they've very much come to terms that he has this legacy, and the Vincent motorcycle is is as famous as most motorcycles can oh, be. Yeah. But the the money ran out, and by the end they were making motorcycles. They they developed this Series D model, which was fully enclosed, very controversial. Yeah, it's typical, you know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But you know, he 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 saw the future, and of course, most modern. Large capacity motorcycles are fully enclosed. (laughs) That's how they look. But it doesn't mean the market was there in 1954 or 55, and and it wasn't there. And they had 
you know, mm-hmm. he, he, he could he could suffer from a kind of technical overreach. So the, the, the enclosures were made of fiberglass, which was quite new in the automotive industry. Um, oh, yeah. You know, some people developed it really well, like Colin Chapman at Lotus. Um, but, you know, he was a kind of ahead of the game. And, and, and as we said in the film, you, you can be too far ahead, you can be too far behind. And it's, neither is a great place to be. And, and so that Absolutely. was the final model. And then he, I mean, he never worked for anybody. That's the interesting thing as well. He was a, a motorcycle manufacturer from the age of 19 or 20. 19? Yeah. Yeah. Because he had the family that. money. David, I don't know about your father or your family. I don't think mine would have gave me that much money at 19. I know he wouldn't have, you know. Um, oh, it, it, it's an incredible story, you know, especially in the 20s. You, 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 yeah. One has this idea that, um, you know, you, you do as you're told until you're 21 or 25. But I, right. I guess they saw that, according to Dee, his daughter, you know, clearly his parents, as parents can see, could could see that he was determined, could see that he wasn't attending the lectures that he should have been at Cambridge. So, you know, he dropped out. But essentially the, the college master said, you know, he's spending more time, as Dee says in the film, playing around with motorcycles and studying mechanical engineering at King's College. <laughs> and I guess this this is the wealthy you know, maybe your parents do put, I think, £30,000 was mentioned, which was a fortune in the 20s oh, and 30s. Yeah. Uh, and then he was oh, off. <clears throat> and he hired this, this brilliant uh, Australian engineer called Phil Irving, who is worthy of a film himself. He came over to England on a back of a motorcycle sidecar outfit, but overland, right. you know, this is, and they, they got attacked by bears and things. And so he oh, landed, yeah. and him and Vincent hit it off. It was kind of Lennon-McCartney sort of partnership. Vincent right. had these high high ideals and vaulting ambition, and, and Irving was just a brilliant engineer at making something work, um, you know, going through the fine details. And I, I wouldn't say Vincent didn't do that, but one of our contributors says, you know, you, you, you need the visionary and then you need the hands-on person. And, and right, so to make the dream a, happen. A sort of match made in, happen, in heaven. Yeah. And now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, 
Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Well, you know, and it's interesting, and it it, 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 it really chronicles his life, I mean, with, without a doubt. And, and, and stuff happens and things, you know, as in anybody's life. You know, it makes you look at your own life, and you, you go, yeah. Maybe I could have done some few things different, you know, or, you know, who yeah. knows, who knows. Um, but it, it was, and there is some very, oh man, there's some, some moments, you know, uh, when Vincent's grandson meets, I don't want to give anything away. Um, so I'm just going to say very broadly, uh, meets with uh, Irving's, uh, was it daughter or granddaughter? I can't remember. Um, no, it's, it's, and they were talking a, about, a, yeah. His, oh, his widow. Okay, okay. And they were talking about the uh, the rotary engine. Uh, folks, watch the movie, and you'll, you'll totally know where I'm. When it happens, you'll completely get it. And, you know, Irving looked at the plans and, and wasn't excited about it. Um, <laughs> I guess no. that's a nice way to put it. And she had to say that to this, this his grandson, you know, and she did. And, and that mm. was just over a glass of wine, you know, I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. Ooh, that's, <laughs> that was a oh, no, point yeah, of this is, piece in the movie. To introduce the two of them, because they'd never met, wow. and uh, one of our contributors in the film, uh, lovely guy, Roy Harper, he, he would try, when Phil Irving was, was in the UK, you know, he would say, let's, let's, let's get together with Phil Vincent, 
Mm. Irving was always a bit reluctant to. I think he didn't want. Well, I think Roy Harper says, you know, he, he didn't want to let Vincent down and be negative, but he could see that right. the rotary engine was, as Mazda have found, yeah, Mazda have made it work, but it's cost them billions. And a lot it, of money. It complicated. A lot of money. It was, it's a wonderful idea. You know, in theory, you dispense with the piston. But, you know, automotive engineering is, is about building vehicles, not not prototypes and high ideals right absolutely um, and i and think it, in in the film as well you know there's, there's this accident which he suffered which did oh. seem to have changed his personality let me ask you on that scene when that when you showed this there there was film footage of an act was that just something you guys created or was that yeah <laughs> This is pre-GoPro. Really interesting, stuff, you know. Well, we were we were filming in a place called Montlhery, which is a a bank circuit near Paris. Mm-hmm. So we, we were filming Vincent's there because you know some people had come along and we got we got the okay to kind of go on the track. Uh, and then a, a lovely guy called Peter was going out on the track on his uh, Black Lightning replica, and Peter Fox is a very fast rider. Uh, and so we said, yeah, if you mm. can, you know, get up the banking. And we thought, well, that would be great footage for when we talk about the records that were set at Montlhery. And right. thank goodness me, then, then he fell off. And he was mm. fine. And, and, of course, we, we were all running around and his wife was there. And, and I was, his, his wife spoke even less French than I do. And I was trying to communicate with the guys and saying, you know, this is... Da, 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 da. Uh, and then we got the GoPro off the bike and Peter was fine. He, you know, twisted his wrist and hurt his thumb. And then, you know, we looked at it and we thought, well, that's a Vincent having an accident on a racetrack. <clears throat> and yeah. said to Peter, can we use this footage? And he said, oh, you know, real kind of go-getting sort of English. Oh, God, you've got to, you've got to. Uh, and so we thought, <laughs> well, we couldn't have staged that, or we could have staged it and probably spent $100,000 staging it. It, it, it right. was another stroke, stroke of good fortune in a way. Nobody was injured. But we got a Vincent crashing. Uh, on it's, almost, it's almost as if someone were looking down and, and gave a little push, mm. <laughs> you know, gave a little help. Um, I know. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it, it it is. He sort of missed the gear. I think that's how he did crash. He there mm. was a gear shift that didn't happen, so then he was carrying too much speed into the corner on the gravel. Yeah, yeah. And you know what the listeners may not realize? You have to re- back. This was back in the day. These were machines that were going at a tremendous speed. Now, the difference between a motorcycle and a car, if you don't know, um, you're surrounded by stuff in a car. <laughs> you're not on yeah. a motorcycle. Uh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people die. It's dangerous. You know, dangerous. Um, not that the, <clears throat> the design. I'm just saying in general. Um, you have to, you know, you got to be real careful with that, uh, with motorcycles. Oh, it's, you know, those. Not for those the faint of no, I mean, you know those famous kind of daredevil images where, 
people used to stand on the wings of a plane. Um, right. But, you know, fun fairs and shows. It, it, it's it's kind of like that on a motorcycle because you, you're going at 100 or 80 miles an hour and you're, the wind is whipping around you. As you say, mm. it's completely different to being in a car. It's it's more like flying because you you lean into the corners as well. It, it's 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 a wonderful experience oh, yeah. when it, when it all comes comes together and you're confident and you're in the sort of zone. It is it's like amazing. flying. It's amazing. This is a fantastic documentary, and it's you guys are premiering this in LA on the twentieth, I believe, right? Um, yeah, and then it goes tomorrow. to yep. yeah, uh, wow, and that that's in Los Angeles at the um, um, oh, I can I don't know how to I'm probably gonna mess this up with pronunciation. The Lesimol Monica Film no, Center. It's, it, no, it took me a while. It's the Lemily. <laughs> Lemily, it's, it's there the we go. San, yeah, the Lemily. It's the Santa Monica branch of the Lemily chain. It's a, it's an indie cinema chain. Uh, and, nice. yeah, it's playing tomorrow evening at, at 7.30. And then it goes on. Oh, well, if you're in the area, folks, release. that's where you need to be. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. And then it's everywhere. It's global on the 26th. Um, I, I know it's, you can pre-order it. I'm on the page right now on Amazon. I will blast this out on all of my social media. Um, you know, th- this is a very – and, folks, this isn't a technical – movie where you know you're like um okay well the gear ratio of blah 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 you know it's it's not that this is about a man's life and it's fascinating and it's fascinating and um ups and downs peaks and well david you know you're you know you work for yourself and (laughs) making movies everybody has ups and downs you know um yeah oh yeah trick is to try to have more ups yeah, uh, and we, we wanted to portray that, and you know, one or two Vincent real diehards, you know, they said, "Oh, it's, it's a bit depressing," and I well, it's not depressing. Um, and most people who watched it, you know, he he did what he wanted to do. He he wanted to build the best motorcycle in the world, and he achieved that. And you know, he he as you say, he had his ups and downs, and his first great love of his life left him or yeah it didn't work out uh and then he married and then he had a tough period but he had a family he had a wonderful daughter d yeah I, somebody asked me the other day was he was he fulfilled and i thought well i think he was and the quotes that we use at the end of the film are what he said very near the end of his life and his son-in-law d's husband robin was driving him to an event and Robin was like, oh, how long is this going to go on for all the Vincent? You know, there's loads of modern bikes coming on. And Vincent always had this confidence. He said, no, this this will this will carry on. You know, the Vincents will yeah, be spoken about. Yeah, be stronger. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> and then Absolutely. one sells for a million dollars. And now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us. 
www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Bay Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.love S-H-A-C-K-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y.com As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime. And treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rucksgear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Exactly. Folks, and that's that's what I'm saying. And and maybe maybe I have a different perspective than other people and, and you know, maybe David does too, you know, we're 
We're creative types. We like to create things. So we think in legacy. Yes. I'm sure David would like an infinity pool. I would too. Um, I would (laughs) like to be able to afford a Vincent Black Lightning. That would be great. But at the end of the day, for ourselves, it's it's about creating something. You know, that's the thing. And yes, yes. uh, You know, was he fulfilled? Yes, yes. People people are making movies about him. You know, if he yeah. would have won a scratch off and been a millionaire or something, no, nobody's going to make a movie about that. Nobody cares. It's cool for a day. No. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I oh, think that's right. I, and I, 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 that's why I, I admire him massively because mm-hmm. he, he, he did it his way, as the cliche has it. And the motorcycles were and are fast and were and are beautiful. You know, he, he he could have been, you know, the phrase is flogging a dead horse, isn't it? I always find that the most visual of phrases, but, you know, he didn't. He produced <laughs> the best, the best no. motorcycle of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, folks, and this is illustrated in the film, made it through the, you might have heard of the, the you know, the Great Crash, the Depression. <laughs> he said, okay, yeah. I'm going to make an expensive motorcycle. That's what I'm going to do. Yes. <laughs> People are standing in soup lines. No problem. This is what they and, yes. and did. Recognize that market. It was amazing. Amazing. Um, and it was just, you know, uh, the one guy, I forget his name. He was the uh, the uh, the assistant, the sidecar guy. He's, he's, I think, the last person in the film shown, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. near the last, but it was great. I think he summed it up when he, he said, you know, you got to watch out for getting a lot of yes men around you. <laughs> you know, I said, yeah. right. Absolutely. Yeah, that, was, um, that was John Surtees, who mm-hmm. the sort of petrol heads will know, you know, the only, the only person to win world championships on a motorcycle and then on a car. Right. And, uh, like most of the contributors, he's sadly passed away. But oh. He was amazing, and he worked at Vincent's, and his father knew Vincent in the 30s. And he had this great clarity of recall, which was wonderful. It took a, took quite a lot of effort to get the interview with him. You know, he, he, he had the reputation for being quite private, which is fair enough. Mm. <clears throat> and I went down and saw him on my Vincent, and then... We corresponded a bit, and um, but once once he sat down and started talking on the camera, it was just wonderful. And I thought we we, as I said earlier, it was another sort of step change in the whole movie's progression. He said, "Okay, oh, we've got absolutely. John Surtees, world champion, and he set records on a Vincent when he was 19." Um, yeah, and as I say, this this great recall of events, crystal clear, quite amazing. And he, the thing that you did when you captured this, and I don't think it was set up. I I mean, I don't know. I'm not a film, I don't make movies. I don't know how this is done. But when he started talking, you saw the memories in his memory bank come alive. And he smiled, and he lit up. He lit up when he was, he was there, you know. And it it was captured in this film. It, It was amazing. Um. 
Yes, it's I'm so a true. big fan. Um, of yeah, and 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 a very uh, I, I get a, a very interesting guy as well. He had his ups and downs. Um, <laughs> my favourite John Surtees story is he was driving for Ferrari and he won the F1 Championship I think 63 or 64 um, <clears throat> but he got I know he, and this is after winning the motorcycle fight on the CC Championship and he got <sighs> snubbed by the Ferrari team manager at Le Mans and he was given uh-huh. the slower car and most motor racing drivers, racers, it happens, you know, somebody gets a bigger motor home and but it, John Surtees being mm. John, instead of going to the bar and having a few drinks and going, Yeah, guy's an idiot he drove overnight to Marinello to confront Ferrari the next morning. He got there at six, waited for Enzo Ferrari to turn up and basically told him, You take your team and I'm off. You know, you guys have just lost the driver. And Ferrari didn't win a world championship for many years. And then John drove for Honda, but never won another world championship. Uh, Mm. And I I just love this, the the, the confidence or the arrogance. I I I don't care if it's Enzo Ferrari. I don't care. I'm driving over the Alps during the night. And I'm going to be there when he gets to his desk. That's amazing. <laughs> that's yes. it's great, isn't it? That's a big set on him. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That's a big set. Oh wow! Holy moly! Yes. Um, yeah, amazing, amazing. Well, thank you, David, for for making this this documentary. And and you know, you said very very quickly, ten years. You could have been a doctor, David, in the same amount of time. This is amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> I know. And I know. It, it introduced me to so much that I didn't know, and I'm just – it really made my day watching this. And I, I really – I think I, – I can't be the only person that happens to, you know. I think a lot of people are really right. going to appreciate this. Oh, thank you. That's really kind of you. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's worked as you say, about a film about someone who pursues their dreams. It's it's a bit of a cliche, but it's it's very true. You know, that's what he did. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if he could do it, you know, somebody listening to this, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah. You know? David made this film, folks. He made this happen. It just didn't happen. Nobody just came up and gave him a million dollars and said, hey, make a movie. Um no. You know, a lot of work. Oh man, yeah. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Well, here it is. <laughs> you know, there you go. Another testament. I don't know, David. They're going to be making movies about you making this movie before you know it. You know, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, very cool, sir. Well, thank you for taking the time and calling in from London and all of that and. You know, I can't wait. Let me ask you real quick before you go. Mm-hmm. I, I know it might be 10 years, but is there, I want to see more work. I want to see more <laughs> of your work. Are things in the pipe? Yeah, I, yeah. There's, there's, there's a project in the pipeline. Um, 
and I've done a couple, couple of interviews. It's it's about a, a British food writer. So I, oh. I won't say too much, part, partly because it's just so early in the process. Um, right, but it's, right. it's a similar period, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. I'm, I'm quite fascinated with that that period, those oh. decades. And and it's oh, another yeah. it's another person, it's a woman who kind of did things her own way. I'm I'm clearly fascinated by those characters. So yeah, it, it, it'll be a, 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 hopefully not another eight or ten years. Hope a little bit quicker on this one. I've, I've learned some lessons and some tricks. <laughs> the learning curve <laughs> there. And yeah. And you've got a proof of project, you know, when this makes a million dollars or a billion dollars or whatever, you can say, well, here's my track record, you know, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's the address to send the check. Um, let's make it happen. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, congratulations. And like I said, thanks again for making this. This is fantastic. I want everybody to check this out. As I said, I'm going to be blasting the uh, the Amazon out um, here, and you can you can watch it on your screens, folks, or you can get the uh, the uh, the DVD. You know, uh, there's yeah. links right there for everything. So, very very cool. <laughs> Do you ever have one of those mornings, David, where you wake up and you know you're like, I don't know if I want to do this today. Well, there's there's <laughs> one cat in Florida. That hopes you do, <laughs> you know. Seriously, you're real. You're real good at this. <laughs> very cool. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank okay. you. Have a good night. Yeah, and and thank you very much for taking the time to chat to me. Much appreciated. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Have a good one, sir. Thanks. And there we go, folks. That's going to wrap it up for us today. Um, we are going to be back. When are we back? Uh, what is today? Tuesday. We will be back on Thursday. So uh, be sure to check my website anytime you want to see the upcoming shows, uh, poprocksradio.com or uh, jamierocks.us. They will both get you to the, you know, the same website, uh, kind of. And um, yeah, you can see what's happening and whatnot. This, of course, will be converted to a podcast. We're going to blast it out everywhere. We're on over 770 podcasting platforms including Spotify and um, Pandora, all the big ones. And, folks, there are links. I forgot to mention, I was so busy talking to David, I forgot to mention, we have links to speedisexpensive.com, the IMDb page, the Amazon pre-order page to Graham. Even over on X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, we have the link. And those links stay uh, active when this is converted to a podcast. So, you know, here you are. Hello uh, from the past. You're listening to this wherever you listen to podcasts at. And um, right now, move over and click on any of those links and you can get right to that page. Very, very cool. This is, man, I should have asked David about this. There's so many fascinating things about this. The, the cover art of the documentary, I was blown away by, you know. And um, it's just a really good documentary. Okay, folks, we will see you next time. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. And remember, be kind to other people. Be patient. You know, it's a weird world. Don't be a Karen on a YouTube. You know, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. We'll see you next time, everybody. Have a good one. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rox's Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. 
It has been executive produced by Jamie Ross, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.